Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the program, Socially Speaking. I'm your host, Sister Zenit, and joining me now is Brother Jamil Khan, who is a co-founder of Unconventional CA. Uh, we're talking to him about corporates that are the engine of growth, and we're going to be looking at or exploring the impact corporates have on our economy. Now, assalamu alaikum, Brother Jamil. Jazakallah khair for joining us this morning. Uh, Wa alaikum salam, Sister Zilat, and welcome to the Okay, Jazakallah khair. It's wonderful to have you on our program again. Um, well, they say businesses uh, in a country are vital to the economy because they help in improving the employment rate uh, by providing jobs for both skilled and unskilled laborers. The economy employment rate is improved. And when the employment rate increases, the living standards of people within the economy are improved because more people are able to, you know, generate an income. And also they help in providing and distributing goods and services within the economy. Thus, people living in areas where the services and goods are limited can easily access goods and services. Brother Jamil, how do large corporate entities contribute to the overall economic growth of South? Africa. Uh, for the question, uh, um, so yeah, I think firstly you've definitely touched on the most important reason why they get this right? It is to provide goods and services uh, to people in a part of this country uh, and to train employment. Right? I think, but the best way to sort of answer this question. Um, I think it's something which, a concept which has recently introduced, uh, let's say over the last 10 to 20 years, right, where uh, in the past, businesses, the primary driver of the business was to create a profit, right, to make money um, and to utilize that money. But more recently, you know, with the world is kind of changing, um, there's other impacts that businesses have on the economy and on people in the economy. So, um, what I want to reference here is um, the recent reports that have been introduced for an integrated integrated report mm-hmm. where businesses no longer only are required to focus on profit. Right? So in the integrated report, there's outlined that six different capital that a business can have or can leverage on. Mm-hmm. The first being financial. So the business is there to make a profit. Um, it's there uh, to provide value to share, give value back to the shareholders. But in this capital, um, there's a bunch of other different things that businesses can benefit society at large and in the economy. The one is uh, manufactured capital, right? So manufactured being physical cap- capital, machinery, equipment, buildings, infrastructure, you know, all of those different capitals contribute to the business, but they also contribute to the economy, right? So building, building, um, having physical uh, buildings and infrastructure and machinery and equipment that it can generate, you know, using its products and services. The second is your intellectual capital. So businesses uh, can innovate um, in a particular field or industry that they're in. Um, so as they operate, you know, they're being innovative, they're new ways of doing things. And obviously the way that would benefit South Africa is if we build any intellectual capital, potentially the rest of the world can also benefit from it, but you can monetize that, you know, from a country point of view. Um, <clears throat> support in human capital, so 
uh, even though businesses do employ people, you know, the people in those businesses are gaining knowledge. Um, they, they're building their careers and they're becoming thought leaders in their space. And obviously the more leaders and thinkers that we have uh, in our country and in our economy, the better the economy uh, can benefit from them in the long run. Um, and then the last two, uh, kind of, uh, the last two are around social and relationship, and also around natural capital. And this talks to something that we've started to focus on more recently when it comes to businesses, which is something called ESG. So focusing on environmental issues, social issues, and governance issues. Um, and what we're finding is that businesses um, in the last sort of 10 years are being pushed to say, well, you know, there's things like climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, there's huge poverty in country. You know, what are you doing as businesses to resolve these issues? And they broadly categorize under these uh, under E being environmental, how is the bus, how is the business um, uh, looking at environmental uh, issues and trying to resolve that? Um, and even in the production of the goods and services, if they're contributing negatively to the environment, how are they then uh, changing that to start contributing positively to? And the same for us being around the social issues, and we have a lot of social issues in South Africa and the employment and the community. And there's a lot of businesses focusing on that yet. Um, the social side of things, I think UCA, we kind of focus on yet to say how can we address socioeconomic challenges, you know, in our country. Um, and then G being governance. So I think in as much as we look at the large corporates and see them as economic drivers, there's a lot of different values and capital that they hold that can then benefit the economy. Okay. So can you perhaps provide some examples of, of you know, ways in which uh, corporates influence job creation and reduce unemployment rates? Sure. Um, I think the biggest example uh, that I can use is, is in the context of what we do at UCA. And we, because we have uh, a few mining clients, I'm going to talk specifically around the mining sector. Now, each industry... Um, has a different impact on the economy and contributes differently from a CSR or ESG point of view. But for, if I can use an example, I'm going to use a mining client. So from a mining point of view, um, we obviously know that their primary objective is to uh, mine the resources and to sell the resources um, you know, to people in the country or internationally or, or whatever it might be. Now, from a contribution, additional contribution to the economy, a big driver in mining communities. Right? So there's, there's generally communities around different mines, so the mine sector, and these the people have the people in those communities are generally generally not so well right? So, so what then would the mine do? Say, okay, well, <clears throat> firstly, we can't really mine without the support of the community. Right? So how can we add value to the community? Now, if we look at that community, um, they've got their own issues in the community. So we could start with probably the biggest issue being education. Um, so education, we know, is an issue in our country, but especially in this community. Um, so firstly, the mine would, would endeavor to create employment of people in those communities, right? So then they can start generating. Now you look at education. But even if you do give somebody a job, how much do they know? How skilled are they to manage that money for them to educate themselves? So the mind would create 
uh, would have different education elements involved in their vehicle. Um, if we're going to give you guys an opportunity to come work in the mine or support the mine, you guys will start the skill. So they would bring service providers like us on board and various other service providers to then provide the skills and education to the community. And now in that community, it's important to have water, it's important to have um, basic human rights. And then they would endeavor to, to then uplift that community in a way that becomes meaningful, not only for the mind, because obviously it benefits the mind to have a happy community, but also to then benefit the community, um, which will benefit the mind in the long run. So you can see it's quite a, a mutual uh, relationship that works between community and mind. So I think that's a good example of uh, that sort of value that we offer us. Okay. Well, does corporate investment help with uh, development and innovation, and if so, how? Yeah, correct. Um, so, that, so something like the mining sector would be a CSR initiative. Um, you know, so, so to your question, uh, I think we touched on it, right? So yeah. corporate social investment, uh, firstly, then, uh, when it comes to corporate social investment, there's a couple of legalities around it. So typically, if a business, you know, does the CSR, most likely would be to uh, donation, so they will get a tax deduction from their donation to CSI, and they will be contributing that money to a particular NPO. Um, and there's various NPOs throughout the country, there's a lot of NPOs in the country, and each of them have their own focus. Right? So, um, as an, for example, you would have Gift of Forgivers, which is an NPO, you know, the, the company would give them a donation because we get a, a tax a deduction on that, but then that NPO would go out and and then, and, you know, gift of forgiveness does a lot of different work. But that would kind of fall under corporate social responsibility. So the company is giving the money from a CSR point of view, but that NPO is then delivering uh, on a particular item. The same thing with education, right? So there's a huge focus on education that comes from the various different NPOs. Mm. And so from a CSR point of view, um, whatever the company's strategic objective is, they would say, okay, cool, this is what our objective is. We want to be contributing to education or upliftment or development or whatever it might be. Um, and then they would, the company would benefit by getting a tax break, but then that money then goes towards these uh, CFR development initiatives. So I definitely think it does positively contribute to the economy. Um, and in a way, that's just very dependent on the company's uh, okay <clears throat> with regards social responsibility what impact does uh, the corporate uh, social responsibility initiatives have on the economy <coughs> in our local communities um it's an interesting question but i think it talks to both broadly what we're speaking about earlier as well so mm -hmm. if we look at um the buzzword now is ESG, so environmental, social, and governance. So if we take out the E, you're asking about the S, right? So from a social point of view, um, in South Africa, we have very specific uh, issues, right, around poverty, around education, around just basic human rights. So from a social point of view, a company is to look at uh, those, those categories say, how can we support contribute towards the people. Right? And generally speaking, that's what social uh, is geared towards the people, like the people of the country, the people in communities. For different companies, they have different stakeholders, 
um, for, for stakeholders in, you know, your shareholders, your employees, um, but then also who are the people that are linked into our company that can benefit maybe from our, from our products or services, but that we can benefit, that we can provide additional benefit to. Right? So um, if a company is providing values, uh, a specific product or services, um, when they look at the ESG or the S part of it, they would say, okay, cool, we target a specific customer, for example, right? So bank would say we target a specific segment or, or customer. Um, there's a huge focus on banks to focus on township because there's, un- there's, a very, there's, a, there's an untapped market there. So what the bank would then do is say, okay, cool, from a business point of view, it would benefit us to get more clients from the township. But in order to attract those, clients, those, those potential customers in, what can we do for the township and their people um, and then they can then recognize that against the social. So their focus would be on uplifting the lives of people in this community, and the benefit for them in the long run would be like, if we do uplift their lives, um, they would potentially be earning more, they would become more educated, and potentially we can get customers from that community. Certainly. And then just finally, are there any potential negative effects that come, can come from the influence of large corporates in our economy? It's an interesting question, Mr. Um, because I guess the negative, nobody really wants to focus on the negative effect, right? Yeah. Depending on the industry that uh, a large uh, corporate is in, uh, there would obviously be negative effects um, for particular industries. Like we know from a mining point of view, you know, pollution, what happens to the mine after it's done, that land needs to be rehabilitated. So there's the environmental issues relating to, um, you know, when a mine closes down, the community that in the area now doesn't have jobs. So from a social point of view, that's impacted. Um, and if we look at various different industries, um, there is negative effects for each different industry, right? So, um, but I think generally what we see, you know, we're not really aware of the real negative impact of these large forces until we watch the news. You know, every week or every couple of weeks or every month, we'll see a story about, you know, this big company um, and some this, you know, through the economy. So, it, you know, nobody really wants to disclose the negative. Um, so, from a negative point of view, you know, large corporates will try to uh, not disclose as much as they can. Um, but there obviously is a negative effect that comes with large businesses doing certain uh, doing the activities from a product of view. Um, but that's why from the, the, the introduction of ESG is very geared towards um, more of your net effect, right? So, yes, there may be a negative effect of what you're doing from a product and services point of view, but what are you doing from a positive point of view from the economy? So generally how your, your, your funders or experts like to look at this, look at this is what is the net effect? Are you doing more positive than negative? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the negative can't be such a big negative that, you know, you're breaking the trust of your stakeholders. Uh, from a governance point of view, there's fraud, there's corruption, all of that. Um, but I think generally how we like to look at it is what is the net effect that you're talking about? Yeah. Environmental point of view, from a social point of view, from a governance point of view. Okay, so finally, what message would you like to leave our listeners with? 
Um, <clears throat> look, I think in the context of the discussion, um, you know, as, as a country, we know that the last the last decade, maybe a bit more, has been quite a struggle. The economy has struggled as well. Um, I think the message I would like to leave the listeners is, you know, especially from uh, if, if I can look at the work that we do at the unconventional field. Yes, we, we are chartered accountants that can provide the service, you know, to corporate and businesses. But our focus area is around how can we make a difference? How can we make a difference? So I think the message I would like to leave the listeners is, you know, we, we, we obviously need to make money to survive, and money is the driving factor. But whatever business you are in, whatever it is that you are doing um, on a day-to-day point of view, I think start to think about the why you do and think about what is the impact that I'm having, you know, on the country, on the environment, on the economy. Um, because not only would you then be providing uh, thinking about it positively in the context of the economy, but it's also a message that people want to hear, right? Nobody wants to hear that, okay, I can give you the, the um, product or service that this trust and people just take it. But nowadays, people want to understand why you do it. You know, do they align with your story? Um, are you making a positive impact, you know, to your business? You know, are you giving a portion of the business to charity? All of those aspects, you know, even though they're very positive, can actually help you generate more sales and get more clients. Okay. brother Jamil. We certainly do appreciate it, and it's a lot to learn from you. Uh, but uh, we certainly do appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners uh, will, of course, would be benefit from this talk as well. Jazakallah khair. Thank you.